Welcome to the City Edge Church podcast. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope that you enjoy this message. Well, welcome to Church Online. It is so great to have our Caloundra location and our Innisfail location joining us right now online. And you may be joining us from somewhere else in Australia, and we want to welcome you. Uh, it's great to have you as a part of our church, and uh, we just want to encourage you today, if you are joining us from anywhere, maybe all over the world, hey, enjoy this experience with us. I hope you've enjoyed worship, uh, and uh, as we dive into the Word right now as well. You know, I just really love that, you know, even in this season, it's been, you know, uh, 10, 11 weeks now that we have been uh, doing this whole online church church experience. And uh, I look forward to be able, being able to go back as restrictions begin to steadily lift uh, across Queensland and Australia. And, uh, you know, I just love the fact that God is in control in this whole season. Uh, something really great, though, uh, that happened this week in Queensland is that all our school students were able to go back to school. And uh, I know if you're a school student right now, you're going, oh, like that. All the parents are going, yeah, there's excitement at the moment. And uh, you know, I just think it's a great milestone. Anyone who did homeschool over that entire season, uh, you're a champion. You're a legend today. I just honor you, uh, you know, for that whole season as well. All the homeschool parents did a great job. It's so good. And maybe this week, uh, you know, you were able to, uh, you know, sit down maybe on Wednesday or something and look around and go, man, man, what, what, what's that noise? Because it's silence and, and you haven't heard it for so long, you know, just to sit there in the ambience of no noise, no screaming, no, no, can I have some more food? You know, all that stuff, you know, uh, maybe, maybe you were like, man, the house hasn't looked this clean in 10 weeks. It's is incredible. You know, you opened up the fridge and you were like, oh, wow, there's actually food in there, you know, and it's Wednesday. It's incredible, you know, and uh, I just love the fact that there's so much to celebrate and we look forward as we continue to move through this season as well together. And uh, we hope that you've enjoyed the Awaken uh, series that we've had Pastor Nick preaching last week. And, uh, you know, today I've got a message that's on my heart uh, for the Awaken series because today is actually Pentecost Sunday. And, uh, you know, if you're joining us now or you're, you're, you're new to the faith or maybe you're just checking Christianity out, Pentecost is actually uh, the day uh, in our history as Christians when the Holy Spirit fell on the early church. Uh, it's actually an incredible moment, uh, and uh, it's all taken out of Acts 2, uh, the book of Acts, and uh, just a powerful moment of when the Holy Spirit filled us. And, uh, and now we get to do life, you know, when you accept Jesus into your life, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. We get to have this incredible experience and journey of knowing God's life and power and grace and everything that comes with God and having a direct contact and relationship with God. That's why Pentecost Sunday is so incredible. That's why it's so memorable because of this direct relationship that we have with God. Because in the Old Testament, man, you had to you had to talk, wait to talk to the man of God when he came to town before you could hear what God was wanting to say. But now as a Christian, oh man, come on, we got to celebrate this right now. We get to have a direct relationship to hear God through the Holy Spirit, to know His power, to discover His gifts uh, working through our lives. And it's just incredible. So Pentecost Sunday is a great milestone in the life of Christianity. And it's an incredible remembrance every single day when we know Jesus through the Holy Spirit. 
And I just love that, you know, uh, when Pentecost actually happened, uh, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it was actually 50 days, around 50 days after Jesus had ascended to heaven. And what he said, uh, you know, it, to the disciples, he said, go back into Jerusalem and wait there and, and stay together, stay in prayer, stay together, because the promise, the Holy Spirit is coming soon. And, uh, you know, how many know when, when, when you hear a soon, you're like, what's the context of that soon? Is that like is that five minutes? Is that is that a week? Is that a 10 weeks? Is that a year from now? I don't know. It's just soon. So we just go, wait, tarry, come together, pray, believe God, because the Holy Spirit is coming soon. And uh, one thing that Jesus said in Acts 1.8, and I love this scripture. If you've been a Christian for a while, uh, you'll know this scripture is so powerful. But he says this, he says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I love that that is a, a promise that He gave us that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And uh, so here we are. We take the picture here in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, uh, where the, 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 the church, the early church, the remnant of the church, it was 120 of them that were kind of left together. And, uh, and they were in this upper room of a house in Jerusalem, and they're praying daily. All right, believing God, coming together, supping together daily, and uh, waiting for the Holy Spirit. And it says in Acts 2, 1 to 4, it says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it fell, uh, filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared on the, and settled on each of them. And everyone present, present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them ability. You know, the first thing I want to dive into this morning about this whole Pentecost experience is the word promise. Promise. Jesus said there, the promise is coming. It's coming to you. And I love in John 14, when Jesus was talking to the disciples, He spoke to them about the Holy Spirit, that He would come and He would be our helper. He would, he would rest upon us. He would, he would also convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment, but He would be our empowerer and help us uh, you know, in this journey. And Jesus said, you know, greater things you will do in my name. And those greater things will be done through the Holy Spirit. So the disciples knew there is a promise that's coming. And man, we are we're going to position ourselves for the promise. We're going to get ready for the promise that is coming to us. And I love this is that, you know, as the disciples waited, uh, they were in preparation. They were positioning themselves. They weren't just kind of like, oh, well, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll just go about our business. We'll do whatever we need. No, I love the fact that there were 120 of them every single day coming back to that same place. Every day. You know, not knowing when it was going to happen. And, and get this, church, get this. Not knowing how it was going to happen. They didn't know what to expect. What, what does it feel like when you get filled with the Holy Spirit? What is it, what's it like? They didn't know it was unknown. And remember, the Awakened series is about knowing God in a season that is unknown. 
And you know, this whole season that we have walked through right now, it's unknown. The future is unknown. We, we don't know what it looks like. Can I just, can just, just walk with me for a moment? I want to let you know that the future has always been unknown. It has. It's always been unknown. It's just that it's blatantly, obviously, you know, right now that it is actually very unknown what's going to happen, you know. But it's always been unknown and it's always required us to trust in an amazing God that's in control. And, you know, in this situation, the disciples, they're all there and the church, the early church, they're all there in the upper room. And they're like, we don't know what this is going to be like, but it's a promise. It's unknown. But there is a promise that's coming. And you know, even in a season like this, I want you to know this, that there's so many unknown factors going on right now. There's so many unknown situations and variables right now. What does the future hold? You might be a business owner and you're thinking, man, what does the future hold for my business? You might be with your family and, and, and with your children. Oh, what does the future hold for my family? What does the future hold for my job? What does the future hold for the entire world? You know, what does this mean? for my plans that I had maybe this year or next year and all those things. And there's so many discussions and conversations. Maybe you've had them about, oh, we just don't know. We had that holiday plan. We don't even know if that's going to happen now. We were supposed to fly to America. That not sure if that's a when is the international borders open. All those things. There's all these discussions of what is known and unknown. But I want you to know today that when God promises to do a work in our lives, he means what He says. Just like when Jesus said, you shall receive power when the promise comes upon you. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to stay in that place of faith. I want you to stay awake in that place of faith. Because the disciples, the church, they didn't know when or how God was going to move. They just knew He would. And in a season like this, we've got to stay in that place of knowing that, God, you've got so much that you promised for us as your people, and we know you will. We don't know how, we don't know when, but we know that you're going to move now in this season, and you have been, and you're going to move in our tomorrows as well, because we can trust in you. And I love the story. It's kind of a picture story, really, of, the, of, of uh, Elijah, the prophet in Israel, and Elisha, his servant. And in 2 Kings 2, it talks about the story of after uh, years of Elisha serving Elijah as the prophet of Israel, it came the time when, El when Elijah was going to be taken up into heaven. Can you imagine that? It's like God gave Elijah a memo. He said, look, you've done a great job, Elijah. I need you in heaven. I need you home. Here's your memo. I'm going to take you at this particular time in this place. It's like, whoa, that's incredible. And so, so he's aware of that. Elisha's aware of that. All the other prophets that were in Israel were aware of that. And we take this story of, of Elijah and Elisha. And Elijah uh, in, 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 is moving on to the next town. So he moves from town to town to get to the Jordan River so he can cross that because that's where God is going to take him to heaven. It's pretty awesome. It's amazing. It's got a, got a footprint, foot, a, a, a plan laid out in front of him. And, uh, and so he turns to Elisha and he says, hey, God's going to take me home. Uh, I'm moving on to Bethel. You know, why don't you stay here? You can stay here. Just, just hang here. You've done a great job. Thanks for serving me all these years. Uh, but it's up to you. If you want to come or stay, it's up to you. And I love Elisha's response. Elisha's like, I ain't staying here. As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I'm staying with you. I'm coming with you. I'm staying where God is moving. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay 
in that place. And I love that Elisha moves to the next town and, and he gets there and Elijah's there, says the exact same thing to him. He says, hey, I'm moving on to the next place, Jericho. You know, why don't you just stay here? You know, I'm going, you know, I'm going to be gone. And, 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 you know, not only that, there was all these other prophets in the town that knew God was going to take Elijah away. And, uh, and it was going to be a new season and a new time and a new era. And, and they came to Elisha and said, don't you know, Elisha? That God is going to take away your master today. He's going to take away Elijah. You know, just stay here. Imagine this. He's got all these voices around him telling him, just stay here. Just pull back. Don't engage. Don't keep being consistent. Don't keep moving forward. All these voices around. Imagine in our society today, we got social media, we got YouTube, we got, we got people at work around us, we got, we got people around, neighbors, we got everyone around us right now. And there can be voices, hey, there can be voices trying to speak to us. And sometimes those voices around us aren't speaking the truth we need to hear. Sometimes the voices that are speaking to our lives are filling us with all sorts of negativity and, 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 and uh, you know, and discouragement and all those things. And, and, and we need to say, man, you know what? Regardless of what those voices are saying around me, I'm going to switch off the social media for a moment because I need to get back to a place of faith. Because whatever God wants me to do, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to stay in that place and I'm going to stay where God is moving. And I love this about Elisha is that he's like, Elijah hits him up again. He said, I'm gone. You want to stay? He's like, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I'm coming with you. I'm staying wherever God's moving. I'm going to be in that place. I'm going to position myself for the promise. Here's the deal. Elisha knew that he had had a promise in his heart that he would be the next prophet of Israel. He knew that. That had been prophesied. Elijah, you know, had thrown his mantle on him years before to anoint him to be the next prophet. And here he is now in this moment of testing, in this moment of, of, of you know, you got a choice, buddy. You, you, can, you can come or you can stay where you are. And so I love that he made the decision to keep going to the next place and the next place so that he could be where God needed him to be, remain in that place of obedience to what God was asking for his life. And I love this, just like the upper room, just like in Acts 2, here's, these, here's these, the church, 120 of them every day, every day, just coming back, coming back, doing those same things, same things, praying, reading the Word, you know, getting into the Scriptures, you know, staying in faith. You know, I love that. And I want to encourage us today, church, there's a lot of voices around us right now that could be saying a whole realm of negativity. And, and there can be so much that can try and discourage your faith in a season like this because of the unknown. And everyone's aware of the unknown. But I want to tell you right now that the known is God. He is the known. That's where we need to stay. I'm staying with you, Jesus. I'm staying in that place of faith. I'm staying in that place of prayer. I'm going to pray every day, Lord. I'm going to stay with you so you can do the work in me that you need to do. Lord, I'm going to stay with the Word of God in my life. I'm going to stay in that place of worship. And I'm going to stay really being that example for others around me, for my family around me. Lord, I'm staying with you. In my mind, and in my heart, I'm remaining in that place of faith. I want to know you deeper, Lord. I want to go deeper in this place in a season of the unknown. 
I know that you're making yourself known. So I'm going to come deeper into that place with you. And I love this picture. I love what it says to all of us. And I encourage us. This is our posture right now, church. Come on. This is the way we need to be positioned right now when it comes to God. It's like, hey, when it's unknown in any season that's unknown, it's not like there hasn't been other unknown seasons in our history. There has been. But I tell you what, the church has kept on moving forward and Christianity has kept on moving forward regardless of what has happened throughout our history and our world. And I know that God has always got a plan. And when He promises, He is faithful. He's faithful. We just need to stay in that place of obedience, of trust, of faith with Him in all times and in all seasons. You know, the next thing I see here is that there was promise of the Holy Spirit, but the promise was for power. That was it. Jesus said, Acts 1a, you shall receive power. Come on, put power in the chat. Get that, you know, fire emoji, something going on in there in the chat. The explosion emoji or something. Power, something that represents power. All right, put it in the chat right now. Just so you can remind yourself, man, I got power living in me. I got the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. I accepted Jesus in my life. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. That means I have the power of God living in me. How powerful is that? That's incredible. And we can, sometimes we need a reminder of that. Sometimes in our circumstances, in our situations, we can kind of lose touch with the fact that God has placed power in us. He's placed His Spirit inside of us. That's what Pentecost reminds us of, is I've got God living in me. I've got God living in me. He's living in you. When you know Jesus, His power lives inside of you. Man, we shouldn't forget that. We should remember that every single day. Acts 2.2 says this, and here's a church in the upper room. It says, suddenly, suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Oh man, I love that suddenlies. The suddenlies that God does. You know, here they are. They didn't know when God was going to move. They didn't know how God was going to move. It was unknown. But on that right day, when God had chosen it, suddenly, boom. You know, it's like this roaring, rushing wind came into their environment. Uh, and then like it, as a picture of God's grace and power, this, like a flame sat on their heads on all of them, you know. And uh, it was just a powerful thing of when God came into that space and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. That's powerful. You know, take it back to Elijah and Elisha. We see here in 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 11 to 14. And I want to paint this great picture for you right now. It says, as they were walking along the, and talking, this is Elijah and Elisha together, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men, separating them, and Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha saw it and cried out, my father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from, as, as they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his clothes in distress. Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak. That was his mantle that had fallen to the ground, which had fallen and he had taken it up. And Elisha returned to the bank of the Jordan River. He struck the water with Elijah's cloak and cried out, Where's the Lord God of Elijah? Then the river divided and Elisha crossed over. I love this. 
I love this because when they had gotten to the Jordan River, Elijah took off his mantle, his cloak, he struck the water and it divided in a miracle two ways and they crossed over on dry ground. And Elisha's a part of this, he's seeing this. And then they keep talking and walking as they get onto the bank and then suddenly this chariot from heaven, all right, these horses and a chariot and it's on fire and it's incredible. And, and, and Elijah, like, they, it jumps between the two of them and Elijah jumps on it and, and gets taken up in a whirlwind into heaven. This is incredible. Elisha's like, man, this is amazing. But the one thing that falls down is his mantle. The very mantle that Elijah had thrown on Elisha all those years before when he was out in the field working his dad's farm and Elijah came along and said, you're called today. And Elisha had a choice. Will I get up and will I follow you right now? Or will I stay doing what I'm doing? But he did. He made that choice. I'm a coming. I'm coming. And I love this is that Elisha did that even at the end of this whole story with Elijah that he kept on coming. And he picks up that same mantle. He walks over to the water just like Elijah had done. And he struck it and goes, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And it parts two ways and he crosses over. Suddenly that promise. That promise rested on him. And in the Old Testament, the Spirit of the Lord rested on specific individuals. All right? In the New Testament time and Pentecost, the Spirit of God gets to rest on all of us. We get filled with the Holy Spirit. We accept Jesus into our life. Oh man, I've got to tell you today, a life with God is so much better than a life without God. Maybe you're tuning in today and you, man, you, you don't even know what it's like to be with God. It is the best Life, there's nothing that matches living with God and being filled with God's presence, which is the Holy Spirit. It is an incredible life. And I'm just so encouraged that we get to be filled with God's power, filled with His power. And in seasons like this, it is a reminder for all of us, you know, that I'm going to stay in that place of being reminded every day that that power lives inside of me. It lives in my life. And I love this, I love this, that power always has purpose attached. I want you to remember that, church. Power always has purpose attached. That's why Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, and the outer parts of the earth. What that means today is you'll be my witnesses to your world around you, to everybody around you. Because power always has purpose attached. You know, the power of God that lives in us, it's for us, yes. Heals us, moves in our lives, transforms us from the inside out. That is the power of what the Holy Spirit does. It awakens the gifts of the Spirit out of, you know, First uh, Corinthians 1, uh, 12. It talks of the gifts of the Spirit, the word of knowledge, wisdom, the spirit of faith that rests on us, of giving. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the gift of healing, all those things, that all comes through the Holy Spirit. It's all through Him. It awakens inside of our lives. And that is the power of God. And you know what? Those gifts are there so that people in our world around us can get switched on to God. 
That's why those gifts exist. They're there because we have a call, because we have a mission, because we have a purpose as God's people, as the church, to help awaken God to everybody else around us. That's why as a church, you know, we all carry gift, different gifts that awaken inside of our lives as we go on the journey of following Jesus. But man, isn't it amazing that the body of Christ, us together as the church, those gifts are, are there to complement each other. They're there to help each other, but they're also there as a picture to the world around us that God is real. And that He's amazing and that He loves us and He's got a plan for our lives. And Jesus did come and He did die at a cross and He did rise from the dead. And all those things, they're not just a story or someone that made it up 2,000 years ago. It was real and it happened and it is powerful and it means that there is meaning to this life and that life is found in Jesus Christ and the Spirit of Jesus Christ can fill your life and that power can live in you. It's the power of God. It awakens inside of us. And there is a purpose to that power, to be those witnesses to the world around us. And I want to encourage us right now, you know, that, that one of the things that God is speaking to your heart right now, that God wants to continue to awaken inside of us. You know, I, I don't want us, any of us as the church to go through a season like this in our history and, and come out the other side unchanged. Oh man, I, I don't want to be unchanged. I want to be changed. I want to be better. I want, to, I want, to, I want to, to know that our people, our church, our, all of us have come out and God has done everything He needs to do in our lives. He's awakened some new things, some great things in our lives that are so much better for the mission and the call of God that's placed over our lives and the call of God that He's placed over us as the church together as well, so we can transform our world around us. You know, being a witness means that we've got opportunities around us all the time with our friends, with our neighbors. Now that restrictions are starting to lift, there's more connection that can begin to happen. And uh, with people we work beside. And uh, I just love, you know, uh, that there's moments all the time. And God wants us to be switched onto that because, you know, I love this is that the church didn't just exist and then it found a mission. It found a purpose as it went along. That's not, that's not the key. See, the church started and it exists because of the mission, because of the purpose. Jesus gave us that purpose. He gave us, go and make disciples of the nations. Preach the gospel to every creature. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses. What are we witnessing? We're witnessing who Jesus is. We're witnessing that Jesus did come. He did die. He did rise from the dead. And God is real and has a plan for this entire world. We are those witnesses. We're all a part of the story that God is playing out in our world today. And I, I, I want to tell you today, man, that, that can awaken so powerfully inside of all of us. And I want to encourage you today because I'm going to pray right now. And I want to believe, God, that maybe there's people today, as you're sitting in your living room, you're, you're with your family right now, you're with your housemates, maybe you're alone right now, and you need a fresh touch of the presence of God around your life. Just to be reminded, oh man, that God lives in me. His power is here. 
You know, maybe there's some people, you've had some discouraging things go on in your life over the last few weeks or months. Maybe, maybe you need hope, you need some life, you need some, uh, something fresh awakening around your life. God has got answers for you today. He's with you today and He's got those answers because God is powerful and God is a God of the promise and His promises are yes and amen. And I'm going to pray right now. And if you need life in your world, you need a fresh move of God around your world right now. I want you to receive it in your home right now. Maybe you need a healing or a miracle. Man, we pray for this every week. Why? Because we just know that God has the power to heal. Amen. Maybe you need a financial breakthrough. We're going to pray for that because God's power lives in us. So let's believe for that right now. Father, I thank you today that, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for Pentecost. Thank you that your power gets to live in us. We, we accept Jesus. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. And God, your power lives in us. And I thank you right now. God, anyone who needs a fresh uh, uh, Lord, connection with the Holy Spirit, a fresh touch from God. I just believe right now that, God, you're going to move in their lives right now, right in their living room, right in their home. I just release your anointing. I release your presence to refresh. God, I thank you for those who are discouraged. They're going to be encouraged today. Uh, Lord, those who have, have found hopelessness, they're going to be filled with hope today. Hope in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit right now. Those who need a miracle in their life, they're going to get a fresh touch of your power. Lord God, and I speak miracles in physical healing, in emotional healing, relational healing, mental health. Lord, every area, I declare miracles today. And if you need that miracle right now, I want you to receive that today in Jesus' name. Hey, I want us to be encouraged in this moment. Be encouraged. God is with us. He's awakening new things. But hey, let's be like the upper room church. Let's be like the early church. They just kept on doing what God had called them to do. When the season is unknown, God is making Himself known. And we want to go deeper into all that God is doing. That's what He's awakening. So many new things. And He who is promised is faithful. You know, finally, before I finish, and Pastor Kate is going to lead us in one or two more things. So I want you to stay on the line with us right now. But if you join us today, no matter where you are, I want you to know, maybe you don't know Jesus for yourself. You know, I said earlier that a life with God is so much better than a life without Him. And maybe you've never experienced doing life with God. I want you to know today that God knows you and God loves you. And all these things I preached about, they are promises for you as well. You can know His power. You can know His life. You can know His love. And you can know His hope today as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a prayer. And I want you to repeat the words with me. And that is the prayer to accept Jesus into your life. And I'd love if you can pray that with me today. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I ask you into my heart. I thank you that you died for me. And that you rose from the dead for me. I'm sorry for my past and my sin. I accept you today as my Savior and my Lord from this day forward. I am born again into your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen.